There, Ty. I can lean back, too. Now, I did not have a a pee-pee surgery this week. Snip, snip, motherfuckers. You got no the snip, snip. More kids. Yeah, so how's your week going, man? I, I, um, I felt really something when I helped you out of the car today, which... <laughs> Makes yeah. makes you sound yeah. like my my grandpapa. Yeah, the the geriatric nature of my condition. The the look that you had on your face, coupled with the physicality of your, the way your body had to kind of crab walk through the street, I just I felt things. <laughs> but I can't possibly be feeling what you're feeling right now. There's there's so much. Okay, so yeah, I had a vasectomy, y'all. Uh, had a kid. And turns out that, uh, yeah, no more after that. The order in which you just said that. I had a vasectomy and had a kid. <laughs> had the kid first. Yeah, let's... Uh, ended up causing... There were some health complications with my wife. Thankfully, she's okay. But prevent any issues going forward. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. And I, I've been wanting to do it anyway. Because I got told Jan, I was like, we'll do one more. But that's it. She goes, we'll see. No, 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 no. Based off those like blood pressure, ER visits we had to do, we don't. Well, I hate to break it to you, but these procedures can be reversed. Actually, that's that's fake news. Is that a myth? It is, it is, there is a possibility that things can be incomplete. But as far as like a surgery to fix it, like that's that's not like a common thing. Ty, there's a possibility I could never love you anymore, but we both know that's not true. True, and possibilities really fucked me up. So okay, so I, I oh I gotta I gotta share this. I went through so many feelings. I had an existential crisis. So during the surgery, they gave me a Valium or, or a, a version of a Diazepam, I think it was called, uh, and then they gave me local anesthetics with laughing gas. And when I tell you. The trip I had that just scarred me for life. Uh, are you familiar with the Xenos uh, uh, paradoxes? The Xenos paradoxes. Xenos. Z e n o s. Z e n o s. No, I'm not. So one of the paradoxes he has is the paradox of Achilles and the tortoise. Okay. And so this is a a Greek story in which case a stored a tortoise basically told Achilles, who was super duper fast, "Hey, I bet I can beat you in a race." And he goes, how the fuck are you going to do that? And he goes, well, if you'll give me like a hundred meter head start, I will win. And he goes, nah, I still got you. That's cap. I think that's what cool kids say. What was the cool thing? Cool cap. Kid? That's cap? cap. That's cap. What is that? I have no idea. I guess that's, like, that's dumb. That's ridiculous. Cap is dumb? I don't Dude, know. Dude, I, I feel like, um, not to derail the story, but I feel like I've been good at like context clues throughout. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My adolescence. I didn't get it either, but I and I, I would have thought Cap was like Captain cap, America. Like, no, like eat, well, Cap or like capped off, like that is like top tier level stuff. That would make sense, but that's not how people have used it. All right, not in this circle though. Not in this circle. We'll, we'll use Cap on a positive. By the note. way that you wear those headphones, that's Cap. Oh shucks. See, I meant it. <laughs> okay, so so something was Cap. So so basically, this, the idea was that by the time that Achilles ran the 100 meters to catch up where the turtle had been, the turtle had already gotten ahead by, like, a meter. And so by the time that Achilles got to the point where the tortoise was then, the tortoise was already ahead. So it's just a constant of, I will never be able to catch up, because by the time I get there, they're already ahead. 
It's almost Aesopy. It is almost Aesopy. But a little more Aesopy. Uh, well, let's let's take it to uh, anime. You're not really into anime, are you? This is going to sound... This is going to be the worst answer I can give. Give it. Um, no, not for any reason. Okay. B, I loved Pokemon and Avatar Last Airbender, and I don't think... Does anime... Yeah, those does still that, count as anime. That, okay, that falls in the... Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I think I missed my my window. And that's fine. Or, I mean, maybe not. No, I don't think I did. I Am I willing to reopen a window? So, I don't know. instead maybe of taking not. the anime reference that I was thinking of, let me go ahead and share a different one. Yeah, we uh, have a... Uh, so, this is a good opportunity. Please, donate. <laughs> Give us your money, because we have a stand here that... It's um, continually falling. Yeah, so you're going to hear Ty and some... I mean, I feel like it's staying. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it basically will slowly so you come down. see this little, little knob here? Yeah. Right here? Squeeze it. But, like, like turn it. Yeah. Yeah, y'all hear that? That is there the sound of a C-plus mic stand. Yeah. But so A-plus voice. So if you imagine it. holding your hand up, and you can only bring your hand closer by moving at half increments. So... I can move it halfway, but then I can move half of that, and then half of that, and then half of that, and then half of that. And then, like, you will figuratively never reach the end of your hand if that's how you're moving. So, during this trip, I was basically experiencing life a half second slower than reality. Are you saying trip? Yeah. T-R-I-P? Yes. Like, you had... You you mentioned existential crisis, but is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Are you are you saying you had an outer body experience? No, existential as in like I don't know what the purpose of life is anymore. Interesting. Okay. And this all happened under these this local anesthetic, anesthetic. Yeah. And, and then the value. Wow. So yeah. so basically imagine uh as time is progressing uh, we'll, we'll take video time frames frames per second. Perfect. So as frames are going per second, I'm only able to move at half the speed. So then by the time I'm getting to the point where I was originally trying to get, time has already lapsed even further, and I'm falling behind infinitely to the feature that keeps eluding me. And it was it was kind of like the pain I was feeling was like, oh, here's pain, ow, ow, ow. And then it just slowly subsides, and it's like, am I slowly just going to continue to lessen in this pain until like I have ceased to exist? Like It, it just it boggled my mind how much this was happening. And it got to a point where I stopped taking the anesthetic and then I was feeling more pain. And it was just, oh my goodness, it, it fucked with me. Like, I, it took me the whole fucking day and a half to finally get out of my head. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not stuck in some kind of matrix where literally it's an infinite loop of, does literally life conceive at this, am I in pain or not? And then just kind of slowly edging one way or the other. Well, this is interesting. Did you... So... When this was happening, the whole time, was there a part of you that wanted to stay in it and figure figure out this this problem solving thing? If there was, or was it was it I I need to get out of here? It was an I need to get out of here. But here's here was the kicker. Every time I got to the point where it was, I need to get out of here, it was I was slowly coming in to the point where it's like once I realized I was supposed to get out of here. I had already missed the point that time has already gone on. Hence so now the, I'm sitting there the, trying to the reprocess parable. things. Yeah. yeah. It, oh my you goodness. couldn't catch up to 
this reality paradox that your mind had created. Right. But what, uh, okay, okay. Well, you're in the pragmatic now. Yes. Which is honestly not that pragmatic. You're in a, you're in a <laughs> podcast with whiskey and, 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 Nickelodeon. and a delicious cocktail. If, if, if we, if we may add, how have you been like post, uh, We'll call it a trip, I guess, is, is how you felt or how you so post operation. Yeah. Uh, and I, how long has it been since then to this this recording? Three days. Three days. So it's only been as three of recording. Days. Okay. Um, so as of this recording, I'm still very much bruised down there. It's very much uncomfortable. Um, well, they cut your pee pee off. Yeah, exactly. I have no penis. I'm now like as as clean and as soft as a Ken doll, I guess. Yeah, and he's also very much about the patriarchy, so it works out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my wife has the kids, and she's putting them in the bed by herself while I'm recording and enjoying my life. Patriarchy. My kid is now fast asleep. I can pour myself a glass. But too many shows on Netflix are trash. It makes me want to pass. I can't figure out what to watch. What am I supposed to do? Let's get drunk and we watch cartoons when we were little dudes. Do 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 whiskey lodeon. This has been a, a, a few a few months have gone by actually since we've last recorded. We had yeah we had some plans yeah um and life life happens right yeah I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened what happened so we uh like as you heard we did like a whole weekend where i just stayed over and we had a weekend long recording sash we were going to do another double recording session the next week but we went in for like a normal visit hey my wife's at 37 weeks we're gonna go ahead and do this check and my wife's blood pressure was just high enough that it was a concern and so we ended up having to go to the hospital where they're like hey like buy the books at 37 weeks, precisely where you're at, this is when we would just induce you. So they sat there, waited, and then I was like, yeah, we just we just got to fucking do it. Your blood pressure is too high, and we don't want you to go through, like, preeclampsia. So they immediately tried inducing her, and then, like, I had the baby. And so, like, I had a call Sean. I was like, hey, buddy, I can't do uh, the phone call. Weekend. The phone call was the best because – Tell me what you remember. I knew that you were having a child. Yeah. Now – I knew this was going to happen theoretically weeks later. So this phone call, it made it sound like, Hey, like <laughs> you call me up and I answer and you're like, Hey man, very casually. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to, it wasn't like we cannot record. It wasn't even like that. It was like, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to record this weekend. I was like, okay, what, what's going on, man? Everything. Okay. Like, like, did you get a flat tire? Uh, did work call you in? Uh, are you feeling under the weather? What minor inconvenience are you experiencing? Yeah. Um, because, you know, we're going to be having our baby now. <laughs> so, so like, the, the the time it took me to register it, congratulate you, and, and give you, like, you know, the, the proper response was coming from a place of, like, I thought he was going to tell me someone stole his lunch money. <laughs> You know, and, and uh, I can't record. Someone stole my lunch. Yeah, money. and I'm so happy for you both. And and now we have like a, a, a Teddy report to do, but a, a Leona re- report. Yeah, our baby's name is Leona. Yeah. Uh, it's Leona Regina, which literally translates to the Lion Queen. Yes. So we're gonna have to uh, 
you know, amend our, our reports. I don't going, know if it needs to change because at the very end, it's like for babies. Because it's, it's for babies. No, I just mean like, it's for ba- for babies. Yes, yeah, for babies. Yeah. But but the, the content itself may evolve. Uh, but hey, speaking of evolution, will you please talk about this this frothy, frozen situation we have in our glasses? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So, uh, I... As I switch from my side piece. <laughs> I am what you would normally call um, bougie. In which case, I, I would like to call myself cultured. Where I very much like exploring and, and trying new cultural delicacies. Okay, hold and, on. Sorry. You've introduced a question. What's the, the main difference between bougie and cultured? Is is bougie? Does bougieness have like a uh, a bougie is what you would dictate as someone like a that hubris, you're judging a hubris to it? Maybe I, I I see the difference, and and I could be very much wrong as my crotch is on fire. Uh, I see bougie as what Ty you would say to literally someone has the velcro portion of the couch <laughs> taken off of the velcro portion of the couch onto his crotch. To where keep his the sweet heat peepee of my used laptop. to be to keep the heat of his laptop from <laughs> seeking into his 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 patch. trousers his, his his patch of the trousers. <laughs> anyway, carry on, bougie. Carry man. on. So I I see bougie as what when you're, when you're judging someone or when you're admiring someone, it's cultured. So it's, it's kind of a the word depicts what you are receiving from another person. If you're judging me, it's bougie. If you are admiring, it's cultured. Yeah, but there's there's such thing as positive judgment. Yeah. So negatively judging and positively judging. Okay. Bougie, cultured. Well, so, I think you're a very cultured man. Well, thank you. Or eunuch. <laughs> well, I think you are very cultured in the fact that you let me share this with you with open arms. That is just my Canadianism. I don't have a choice. Eh. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't. I don't. Well, it's a boot to get delicious because what we have made is a Brazilian limeade. Now, Brazilian limeades, they, they have limes versus lemons, if I'm not mistaken, but it's still like called like lemon, whatever it's called. So it's basically lemon, water, and instead of sugar, it's sweetened condensed milk. But our dear friend Sean is vegan, and for the betterment of the world, we wanted to make this vegan friendly. So this is lime, strawberry to kind of cut through that tartness. And coconut cream. And it needs the strawberry. It needs the strawberry. Without it, I I think you're looking at a good drink. Traditionally, what they would do... It, it would just it, be it, very citrusy, like very, yes. very uh, tart. Yes. Yeah. But that sweetened condensed milk adds that sweetness to it. So I'd add a little bit of strawberry for the sweetness instead. Strawberry and the coconut, yeah. 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 It, this is a... At the time of this recording, it is... Uh, what's the year? 20... 2023 and yeah you know it's summertime so this is i'm calling this my uh gc 161 ah our chemical cocktail that's talking about the show we're talking about i think we call it the chemical cocktail the chemical cocktail i don't think we need the the chemical compound yeah something like that okay okay now before we even allude to what that is i know that we have alluded to that as well what's a little story you got for us the teddy report 
All right. Ooh, I think I now have to share one of each, both of Teddy and Leona. So Leona, Leona is at that stage where she's just kind of like flopping around. Like it's, it's very much one of those things where she's like, if I don't have titties in my mouth, I'm going to be mad. I get that. Yeah, I get it too. But now she's taking away the titties I used to put in my mouth. And I love you, Jenny. And at that point, uh, she she has a very, almost like surprised reaction every time. She's like, and uh, <laughs> I wish you could see it because it's just yeah, like, you... it's just a wide eye, just like, what's happening? It was like your your head turned into a little bobble independently. Yeah, just, just, a, yeah. just a little bobble head. Um, so Teddy is, has been in love with her, just very much the, the ideal big brother is like, I love you so much. I want to hold her. I want to give her kisses. And then like, what will happen is like, she'll pass gas and then Teddy's like, oh, that's gross. Get away. And, and then I just, I am finding it hilarious. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, you, you, you can't just like drop her at the top of a hat. Like you gotta put her down, be gentle. Has he dropped her? No, but like he'll hold her and then he's like, oh, I need to put her down. I'm like, oh, hold her head while you do it. Ah, uh, so teaching the the, the structural integrity of, a, of an infant. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's that's something you have to teach all ages. All ages. You ever seen one of your adult friends try to hold a baby? That's like, have you who, who never, never has? Who never yeah, has? Or like, it's like, have you never held a creature? Yeah, it's. It's a, it's it's fun to watch. It also, is, yeah. terrifying to watch because you're like, "That's my fucking baby. You better not <laughs> drop." Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't really want to hold a newborn, and that's that fair. isn't mine. That's very fair. Do you want a newborn? Not really. I mean, like okay. I I you know like because the way you phrase it is like, I just don't want to hold a newborn that's not my own. It's like well, if it was mine, but. At this point, you're like, I really don't even want to do it. So I don't want to hold a newborn at all. Like, don't don't give me something that will depend on my, like, existence to survive. Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't, uh, especially if it was, like, a close friend or family member. But something, like, I don't know. I, I almost want a little bit of time to elapse to where their their bone structure has developed a little bit to where I get, like, a cheat code. And I can kind of hold this that, baby. And it doesn't feel as much like like oh my god yeah i I could there's there's definitely a thing because i feel like uh, my wife and i feel like women in general have this super hearing was like i can hear what the cry is and i know what they need it's incredible incredible. and i'm sitting there i'm listening i'm like i cannot tell the difference it's like i'm gonna check your diaper i'm gonna see if you need food oh she just ate and now she's spitting up on me okay so that wasn't it are you fucking tired let me try to rock you and then you just wake up immediately I'm like no that wasn't fucking it i'm now even more mad it's like what do you fucking need they're it's, stressed out about taxes probably probably yeah. and at that point it's like look you are the deduction you are the deduction you don't have to worry about the taxes wow to wake up one day and realize <laughs> i am the deduction yeah Wow, that's something else right there. Just remember, sometimes you are the deduction. Well, you said you had two stories. Yes. So the other story is Teddy focused. I I wanted to feel like so Teddy has been very much mom centered, and I I felt like I was kind of like losing out. It's like I gotta do something. I gotta do something that we can bond over. 
and he had just started getting into Pokemon. So he'd want to watch it on Netflix. And I was like, hey, there's actually a game you can play called Pokemon Go. <laughs> so I downloaded it on my uh, phone for him to play. And he is like all about it now. To the point where it's like, it, it's almost like it's teaching him, but it's also like showing me where I need to be focusing some teaching on. So uh, very much. Uh, did, you, did you play Pokemon Go growing up? I know you did a video on it. That was hilarious. <laughs> the video was something. Uh, I will always volunteer to play Misty again. Oh, it was glorious. Um, I I didn't play. I didn't play Pokemon Go. Okay. Uh, Poke. Yeah, growing up, of course, like all iterations of the game. Like if it was cards or which I know we talked about on this podcast before, cards or Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, were you red or blue? Red. I was red too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of. And loved, it was the I love that about the game. game. They just. It was. It was. With. You know, some differences. <laughs> what honestly? I what were the differences between Pokemon Red and Blue? It had a Blastoise and a Charizard, and you could pick which one was your favorite. But it was still the same game, if I'm not mistaken. That's really it. I mean, you you it's you get that with because uh, you still got to choose. You could play Blue and still pick Charizard, but could you pick Blastoise also? You can only pick one or the other, right? So it doesn't matter which cartridge it is. Um, you only get one choice. So now with, and this is this was years ago. This is probably at the time of this recording five six years ago. But Sword and Shield had, you know, uh, this legendary Pokemon versus this one. You couldn't have. Yeah, you can't get both, right? So I guess I, I didn't play it. But that. anyway, to answer your question, yes, I did grow up on Pokemon. I didn't play Pokemon Go because I had a bad feeling. It was going to make me feel pretty dependent on it, and that in that okay. I would I would actually like play way too much. So, is this a dependency like Tears of the Kingdom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I okay, can, I can only enough. have I can only have in both in okay Ty okay in both <laughs> television shows okay and. Video games. I can only have one. Well, I'll, st- I'll start with video games. I can only have one, like action adventure, uh, full blown narrative. Like you got to pay attention to this and like yeah. be in it, kind of game. That's fair. Same with TV. I can do five or six shows at a time, but if one of those tie is like this, this very heady kind of show that revolves around like multiple characters, I can't. I can't have two of those okay because i want to be focused on the one and i get that i can understand wanting to focus um i guess i have been able to divert my attention to multiple things at once not at once okay multiple things i've seen you you watch a movie with me while you're playing a game on your phone (laughs) and texting your other podcast host who's texting who who the fuck is my other podcast host I've, i've seen your other podcasts I mean, I'm guessing another podcast. You were want, you were invited. It's called. In fact, Julia was like, "Motherfucker, I need you guys on the podcast to promote your show coming up." And Sean better get his ass out of the brewery so he can be there too. Oh, 
I miss Julian. I miss him too. Originally, he was going to be coming up and actually being here in person, but due to life circumstances, he's unable to do that. But we love him. He's always welcome. He will eventually get up here at some point. Go check out his podcast. Oh, yeah. His podcast, What's in My Head podcast, is amazing. He interviews like the top creators. Art, character designers, uh, creators of different shows, mainly in that Cartoon Network, but it's not limited to. Uh, I mean, just recently, he had the character designer of Samurai Jack on. That was just fan-fucking-tastic. He does it in such a way that's so conversational. Oh, for sure. And I, I, I think I have a lot to learn from the man. Amen to that. Yeah, we, we're taking notes. Absolutely. Yeah, if you, so, want, a, if you want a good podcast, go listen to his if you starting, want a great starting podcast, right now. stay here. <laughs> what? No, I'm saying the opposite of that. If you want a great podcast, go listen to What's in My Head. If you want a... Ours. No, no, no. If you enjoy fine. us, you're going to love Julian. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't send people away. We'll let them know that they can join other places, too. You know, people got to fly to where they're going to fly, Ty. <laughs> if that means we're landed here in our little nest by ourselves... We'll have more whiskey for we'll ourselves. We'll have more whiskey for yes. ourselves. All right, man. Well, so back to the Teddy. Back to the uh, Teddy. So, in the game, they have Galarian forms of different Pokemon. So it's like a like, hey, these Pokemon in another area are different. So, do you remember like Zapdos, Moltres, Articuno? Yeah, he's talking about all these legendary, uh, yes, like birds, birds. So, in the Galarian region. They exist, but they have different like elements that they focus on. And so in the game, if you use like this daily incense to draw more Pokemon, you have a chance of seeing that. And that, so I've seen like two of them, Articuno and Zapdos, and my kid got so fucking mad at me. He goes, if you catch that before I do, I'm going to be so mad. Like he literally told me, it's like, I, I'll be so mad. I will delete all of my Pokemon if you get that before me. And it's like, all right, dude, we got to focus on, like, your chill level. Like, it's it's one of the things where he's starting to understand strategy. It's like, wait, so if they have fighting Pokemon, I need psychic Pokemon. Ah. So he's making that connection, which mm-hmm. is great. But then he's also, like, internalizing if he's not able to get exactly what I got. Or if I get there first, he's, he sees that as just something that is an injustice to the world. It's like, all right, dude, we got some work we got to do. We got to find that middle ground. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like that's going to be uh, a fun ongoing story to check in. Oh, yeah. So he's now all about me wanting to hang out. So he's like, Daddy, can we battle? And so instead of like watching something before going to bed, he just wants to play Pokemon Go together before we go to bed. And and now he's wanting to hang out with me. Yeah. And so like I feel like I'm winning. And Jenna's like, I feel like I'm not getting as much Teddy time. I'm like, yeah, bitch, because I got Pokemon on my side. And, and Well, Jenny... Um, she's downloaded the game now. She's trying. She's trying to get back in. There you go. Yeah. This, this can be a family affair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Welcome to the nerdy. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love the show we're going to talk about. I do, too. This was one of the shows that I fucking loved. Like, we, we talked about some first season. Like, so we are covering The Secret Life of Alex Mack. I've been typing it wrong in so much. I'm like, life or world of Alex Mack? And I kept going world. Ooh, now I'm kind of curious. Well, I thought it's it the was... Berenstein effect, right? Or the the Mandela effect. It is the secret world of Alex Mack. Is it world? It's the secret world of Alex Mack. It's the world. It's the world. It's the world. Wow. I have failed. No, you didn't because I I, I really vacillated between the two. 
I didn't know. I, I, I wasn't sure which it was. But yeah, so but on here IMDb, we are. it's the secret world of Alex Mack. You know, if you're coming here to get your information about these shows, don't don't come here. <laughs> Go Stop to the it. internet. Yeah, we, we don't have the information. We're here to bring you enjoyment, not yeah, facts. We're going to partake in alcohol and conversation about the things. Mm-hmm. But if this is your, you know, your Wikipedia last minute high school assignment... Yeah, we're we're here for that. That's us. But if this is your like do some deep dive research, please go somewhere. <laughs> and figure that out. You can do it. Talk to us and then let us know. I was like, you guys were actually wrong about this. I'm like, oh, well, did you still laugh? Yeah. Okay. Well then we won. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's definitely a winning winning game. Well, Ty, off the bat. Okay, you, you watched this as a, as a kid? Yes. So yeah, this yeah. was a show I, I fucking loved. And I mentioned this when we covered like the Orange Years. Like Larissa Olenek, who played Alex Mack, mm-hmm. like that was like my first crush I ever had. Same. I, th- I think it was I think it was my first crush. Maybe Amanda Bynes? Um, I mean, she's yeah. a, a gorgeous woman. But that was just the, the tomboyishness, the like, I want to figure this out, this, I'm like... I'm a gym that's hiding in like plain sights. Like that just, that did something for me. It was telekinesis for me, but I hear you. It was electricity for me. It was electricity for yeah. you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't know that I ever finished this show. Ooh, I don't know if I finished it either. Cause this, this was one of the things that you could just stream and binge and watch. It just on every day. Like every day of the week at, at first Nick every night. I also say that I don't know how many Nickelodeon shows I like f- finished. I feel like back in the day there wasn't really a way to watch it from start to finish. You just kind of at some point you saw an episode and like wait was that the last one? What? I'm having a crisis right now. I'm like wait a second we we have a podcast and I haven't seen every episode of every single show. Well, that just means that we have homework to do. Wait a second. That's a line from this episode. <laughs> well, Ty, we're going to cover uh, the first two episodes of yes, the pilot and episode one. two of season one. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm ready just to fucking go for it. Well, this show was created by Ken Lippman and Tommy Lynch, and I got some fun facts. This this is the kind of shit that made me feel like like Larissa Olenek was just amazing. So during the show's heyday, children would meet Larissa and they were too young to understand special effects. So they would ask her, hey, can you like turn into a puddle right here? And she, instead of like dashing their dreams, would be like, "Ah, not here. Everyone would see. And just like let that dream live on. Like that's, oh my God. That's pretty cool. That's, that's badass. That's, that's bam. That's a badass motherfucker right there. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, other than that, uh, the show was a major part of Nickelodeon's Saturday night uh, programming block, SNCC, intended as something of a replacement for Clarissa Explains It All, which had just ended its run around that time. And this could never replace, nothing could ever replace Clarissa Explains It All. But I think if you're, you know, looking for that strong female lead uh, type of show that just has all the charisma about it. Yeah. Yeah. I got that with Clarissa, and I definitely get that with this one, too. Ty just tried to move. Uh, I did, and I paid the price. Oh, oh. you're poor. You're, you're poor, poor PP. My poor PP. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, 
I think the show definitely, I, I think I watched it. I think I watched this show the first time, probably during SNCC. Yeah, that's that's where it came on with SNCC. Yeah, did it? Did we ever see it syndicated during regular hours or not really? I don't know. It never got to its fifth season. It was actually offered a fifth season. That's actually my next fact. Wait, no. So they said no. Uh, Larissa said no. So she was offered a fifth season, a feature film. So there was going to be an Alex Mack film, as well as a, a, a huge money increase. But uh, according to Thomas Lynch, that one of the creators. Olenek said she wanted to keep her character innocent and that she was burnt out and wanted to finish high school. And while that may be true, Larissa took on the role of Alyssa Strud- uh, Strudwick. Yeah, Alyssa Strudwick, who is uh, Jordan Gordon-Levitt's girlfriend on Third Rock from the Sun for 21 episodes soon after she finished the Alex Mack series. Didn't they work together again on 10 Things I Hate About You? Was that her? Yeah. No, 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 no. That was... Um, I know who you're Julia talking. Stiles. Julia Stiles. That's who it was. And Larissa Olenek. Are you sure? Well, I'm going to say if, hold on, pause. Don't even, hold on. Don't look it okay, up. Okay. Okay. If I get it right. Okay. Uh, we both have to take a sip of our drink. If I get it wrong, we both have to take a sip of our drink. She was in that fucking movie, you son of a bitch. Well, we both win because we both have to take a sip of our drink. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Bunked my noggin. We're uh we're doing bonks this season. A lot of bonking. We are. But that's Sean has been on a roll. Like we we covered this episode and we'll actually talk about another actress. We were like, wait, was that this person? Yeah. Well, but but that's the thing, is it it doesn't it, it happens in the moment. You realize, like, you realize how vast, like, the pool of Nickelodeon talent is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's impressive, but it's not surprising that it's impressive because it's fucking Nickelodeon. And that's why we're doing this thing, man. That is why we're doing this thing. Yeah. It's, it's never surprising, always impressive. And uh, I like the show a lot. I do. Well, the last fun fact is the chemical that sprays and gives. Alex, her powers is GC one sixty one. So where the name came from is uh, GC stands for uh, guanine and cytosine, which are two of the four components of DNA. And then this one, I'm not quite sure. I couldn't find any verification, but apparently one sixty one came about from when uh, Tommy Lynch's parents got divorced when he was eight. So it's like one plus six plus one equals eight. And it's like that sounds a little far-reaching yeah I, don't, I have no idea what that even means it's like hey i'm eight but if i like subtract one and one one of my parents were gone that gives me 161 i mean i guess but that just i don't know <sighs> i i don't want to bash know. this movie but did you ever see the number 23 ah uh, yes i, I, I love jim carrey i think yeah, uh, jim carrey. eternal sunshine is one of my favorites and like here's the, the majestic like anytime he's done like a serious <laughs> role i have been in love yeah. This was not one of those times. I just don't, you know, if you want to make the math work, you can make it work. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Now, I'll be honest, these first two episodes worked for me. I I really, really, really liked the show as a kid, and I really, really like it again as a rewatch. Yeah. I think, I think the pilot in episode two work well for different reasons. I feel like the pilot, which we'll get into, really sets up the show 
And then episode two really dives into the characterization we didn't get to explore during that episode. It, yeah, episode two needed to kind of uh, reinform some of that stuff. And it did. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, I think we can allow ourselves to kind of go all over the place, but do you want to start with episode one and then yeah, just kind of see if we can do like a chronological fucking thing? Because, I mean, it, it literally just starts with Alex waking up, her sister Annie, who I got to admit, I don't remember her being that much of a sassy bitch. Like, not like just like straight up, I mean, just straight up, no, I'm going to be sassy and make fun of you because I'm smarter. So it was kind of bitchy, but it was sassy. Yeah, and I think I think we saw the progression of sass develop into a more I don't know, you and I give each other sass. Yeah. But, but it's it, not um ma- malevolent. It, it, it starts off you feel like Annie doesn't care about her sister or maybe not even like her. Yeah, and then it goes on it's like no, like she's like her biggest defender. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really appreciated that arc that at least through that first two episodes. It's like cats. They give that yes. love bite. And so this, I mean, here's some of the things like Annie said that Alex was suffering from pre-traumatic stress disorder, which is a fucking savage thing to say. I, I kind of want to use it on my wife. If oh, I'm, I'm being stealing honest. that. For Do sure. it. I don't know when. <laughs> It'll happen at some point. At some point. But it kind of goes back and forth between Alex and Reddy. And then we have uh, Atron Pharmaceutical Company, whatever it's called. That's not its actual name, but Daniel Atron is the the head of that pharmaceutical company. Got it. Okay. So at that point, they are trying to set, like they're taking a driver to move GC-161. Don't know what the plans were. They set, but they set all this into motion in the first 20 seconds. Yeah, it was really like, hey, Alice, get up. All right, we're going to move this. And and then you have Vince, who's like the top security guy. Is like, you won't have to worry about this. Yeah. Good guys, bad forgotten. guys, intro complete. Yeah, done. And so at that point, you have Vince. Uh, well, you have Alex, who's like school. And she's getting kind of bullied and pushed around. And one of the people that pushes her around is a lady named Jessica. Jessica motherfucking Alba. Yeah. I... We we watched this together, Ty. We did, yeah. And I, I was like, that looks like fucking Jessica Alba. It looks like Jessica Alba. And then they said Jessica, and I was like, well, it's possible it's still her. It's on the nose. And then we looked, and yep, Jessica Alba played a character named Jessica for three episodes. And I guess she's a staple throughout a few episodes? Uh, just for three episodes. So I don't think for long. We'll have to see when she comes back again. But we're also introduced to Scott, who is Larissa's first like crush. And so at that point... They're going back, and as she's leaving, you you were introduced to the driver who's having to transport the GC one sixty one, and he he's just a super chill guy. He's there for the paycheck, and and Vince who's sitting there like you need to get this like taken care of, like take back roads. And he goes, well, I mean, can I eat my lunch first? I'm kind of hungry. It's like no, you can eat after you do this delivery. I'm like, well, I'm gonna get pretty hungry, man. And it shows him driving the truck, and he's trying to eat a sandwich while he's driving. Yeah, he's got priorities, and he wasn't allowed to have them. He was not. So he was forced to eat and drive. Yeah, he was forced to eat and drive. Listen, they say don't drink and drive. I agree with that. Yeah, but also don't eat and drive. And I'm going to say that on the way back here to record this podcast, I was eating and driving. Oh, Sean. I know. I did not spill any... CG 151. 161. 161. 
on anyone. Well, thank you for that. That means that you're not going to uh, lose your job or anything. Actually, this guy doesn't even lose his job. He ends up getting... No, he gets transferred and promoted. Not even promoted. It's like, hey, you're just going to move to this other position. You're now like undercover spy. Ty. I guess that's a promotion. If anyone tells you you don't have your job anymore and now you're an undercover spy, that is a promotion. That's a promotion. You're right. You're 100%. Right. You're right. You're right. So at this point, I originally thought that this was kind of like, hey, the the barrel. So the driver's driving. Alex is walking home. He ends up not paying attention, nearly runs her over. So she falls down. The truck hits a fire hydrant. It's now spraying water everywhere. And the barrel somehow falls down, but hits the side of the truck to break open and then falls down on the fire hydrant, which then causes it to spray out with the water covering Alex. Now, if you're confused by Ty's explanation, it's not his fault (laughs) because that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, And we were discussing it. We're like, well, I guess it... It works better that the solution is diluted. And I think about it now, I'm like, we don't know what the solution even is. Why does it work better? We have no idea, but it but it works. Yeah, it works. It works. She gets covered. She runs off. The guy's like, hey, watch where you're going. And then he was like, oh, wait, no, you come back. But she's already gone. Of course she is. Yeah. Of course. She just got covered in some slime. She's grossed out. She just got yelled at. And then the guy's like, come back. It's like, no, no, no. You're just going to yell at me more? No, thanks. And it's not Nickelodeon if you don't get covered in slime. Yeah, this is very true. That's very tropey. Yeah. And so she gets home, and she is just trying to wash her hands in the garage. She's trying to figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden, like, the chainsaw turns on. She's like, the fuck? The train starts moving. And then there's, like, an electrical pulse from her hand, and the train gets shot off. And she's freaking the fuck out. Like a toy train in the garage. Yeah, like a little uh, toy train set. Yeah. And so at that point, you see her screaming, and then, like, you see her kind of pulsating with electrical energy. You're like, okay, well, a change has occurred. A change has occurred. Something has happened. And so at this point, we get we, we cut to Ray, who's just playing a saxophone on the side of the road. Straight which, up. It's just straight up. Like, okay, that's a thing. And then he just happens to glance over, and there's the, like, accident, as if he was totally oblivious to it until he just having to look over oh there are people freaking out over a truck accident you know all i want in life is to be able to have a saxophone solo down any street while something else is happening in the background and i'm completely unaware of it yeah that i've is, told you this i've told you this is, you have this you, is all i've ever wanted you've told me this numerous times yeah i'm like ty i know today's wednesday but tomorrow's thursday and if I am not soloing a tenor fucking saxophone <laughs> on the corner of my two favorite streets while there's something weird going on in the background, Ty, I will never podcast again. And and you're like, well, what we are can, your two never... favorite streets? I can't give that information. <laughs> over. Come, on. Come on, man. You got to speak this into existence. I do. But I feel like I want to keep people on the hook, you know? What are my two favorite streets? Email us. Take a guess. Ooh. Okay. 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 So, question for them to email us: Are we giving? Are you? Is it a corner of one street and another, or is it just two random streets? It have to be a corner. So, yeah. What's my favorite corner? Because it's, it's it's two streets. Yeah. 
What's, so my, fa- what's my favorite intersection? So if you guys want to just Google Maps Charlotte and see if you can find out what Sean's two favorite streets are that have a connection point, that's where we want to make sure something happens while he's playing the but saxophone also, on the corner. I'm curious. Leave an explanation. Why? Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Because what is why without why not? What is why with also why the fuck is this happening? No one knows. No, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen at any point in this podcast. Well, uh, so, you know, stuff is happening in stuff the episode. Stuff is happening. And so Alex has turned to her sister, the the one person that she kind of doesn't want to, but just like she's she's the smart sister. And so at this point, like her sister's like, you know, this is kind of too weird for you to lie about. And then at this point, that's when... Right, you're not smart enough to come up with this. Right. So I kind of believe you. And then Ray comes in, and her face is glowing, and he has a reaction. But Annie has, like, none. She's like, she's glowing a little bit, whatever. And he's like, no, that's a big fucking deal. That's super weird. And, like, at this point, she turns into a puddle. And then she's like, hey, no, help me. And Ray's like, no, don't fucking touch me. It's, it, it's it a whole ordeal. It did not seem like a whole ordeal, though. It did. It was, to it was, Ray, it was. To, he fucking yeah. jumped on no, like, Ray the cooler reacted. there. He was like, I don't really know what's going on. If that is Alex in a puddle, somebody fucking pinch me. That's not even a pinch thing. That's like, don't turn me into a puddle. Basically, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah if I touch, if you, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Bitch, I like you, but not like that. Stop. Yeah, you have a little spritz bottle, just doing a little spritz. Like I, yeah, but uh, you know, oh, 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 Annie Mac, not really having it. Just yeah, kind of, just kind of like, like this is normal. This is within the normal means I'm used to, and yeah. And at this point, she's still being sassy to her sister. Yeah. Uh, but then we cut to the bad guys. And of course, Danielle, the head of the pharmaceutical company, is like, all right, Vince, you need to clean this fucking mess up. And he goes, I am. I'm on it. He's like, like you were, like with the delivery? Like, she she <laughs> was fucking bitch. And she takes... I, I felt bad because like this, uh, where the phone was... She's on speakerphone. Yeah. Talking to him. Where the phone was was like 10 feet away. <laughs> she has to say this line and then walk 10 feet to hang up the phone and well i'm i'm exaggerating a little bit but it was it that was the funniest part of the episode that was yes i was like oh she can't even hang up the phone in the way she wants to i yeah. felt i feel like that with with modern phones i miss i miss my time i miss my flip phone i miss my flip phone you know what or you could call me i used and to you have could a say flip something phone. that i didn't like which never happened and i could just <laughs> close I, it I had a flip phone for longer than most people did, and I remember I was working in the Comedy Zone, and Hannibal Burris came in. Now, is, is the Comedy Zone a nationwide? It's a national chain, but it's mainly on the East Coast. Okay. So, uh, Hannibal Burris came in, and I, I, of course, was working there. I got to meet him. Super cool dude. But then he saw I had a flip phone, and he goes, dude, I need you to take the SIM card out of your phone and just eat it and hope it kills yourself, because, like... Dude, you need a new phone. Hannibal Burris told you to kill he yourself. He told me to kill myself oh, for having a flip phone. That's amazing. And he, yes, I know. That's like the coolest thing that's ever happened to I've you. I've never had someone as like, you know what? Your phone is so old, you should kill yourself. 
with that phone with that phone yeah you're gonna phonify yourself but i i miss i miss being able to just close the phone with that little flip and i miss the t9 feature i could fucking text you a message All and right, not now, even look at my phone now my friend you have lost me what you hated the t9 feature who like you liked it I could text you a message without even looking at my phone because I knew exactly where the letters were. Yeah, but T9 required you to hit any button multiple times to get the right character. Yeah, but if I knew where those numbers and letters were, shit, I was good to go. I will admit, it felt good to to have to like kind of scroll. Like it, <laughs> you send a message, whatever it is, like and the it, only it, message you felt that accomplished, sucked. But was now when we can't you do that. Like it wouldn't to work. Type for mom. That's like one. Or you're typing six, 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 six. And it's like, okay, well, at least there's two more sixes. So we don't have to worry about like some like satanic ritual. Is mom ritual. 666? Yeah. Mom is 666. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't... Here's the thing. I don't Tell think, thing. I, don't think thing. I had a chance to think about how much I liked or disliked T9 because of the evolution of how we type now. Fair like enough. It didn't... There's not. There hasn't been enough time Be- because I was with the flip phone for so much longer than most people. Yeah, and I, I think probably. I think most people would disagree with me and say there's there's been plenty of time to realize like, dude, did you like or hate T nine versus now? And I would I would say I did not like it as much as how I can type now, but there's a physicality of like that click 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 whatever it is. That made sending a message so satisfying. It was very satisfying. And yeah. especially because like, as long as I knew what the numbers were, like I could text a message without even looking at my phone. I could maintain eye contact with you and then send a message and you would have to look down at your phone and says, hey, I fucking love you, man. You're like, oh. I don't think I would want that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to look at you and say, I fucking love you? Well, <laughs> yeah, because you already did it in this podcast while I'm watching you verbally and physically display this with this imaginary phone oh because you you're acting like i'm fondling yeah this is a fondling not that that's not why gesture i think it's the the eye contact while you're also communicating with me through a different medium hmm interesting i don't know there's a lot to unpack there how does that make you feel listen ty we don't have a (laughs) uh, we don't have a psychologist coming out of this podcast season till like episode nine yeah we don't know how we feel not for at least another five episodes. Yeah, this is four. We got, we got four more episodes. Yeah. Technically three after this one. We got some stuff going on. It's we, got great. So, we got so much stuff coming up for you guys. Yeah. I'm super excited. But we're, we're getting off track. So We've never done that before. Oh, never. So here is the big plan from Vince. His plan is to go around the neighborhood tracking all the kids from like the middle and high schools and have them like test their handprint it, because they found her handprint at this scene of the uh chemical spill uh, yes so at this point it's like oh, oh okay sure fine we'll go with that a little weird now that i think about it but okay fine. and so alex is still stuck in the garage and and annie has like stuck up for her is like dad's like hey where's your sister oh she had basketball practice I didn't know she was in basketball. Like she was interested at all. What sport? Basketball. What? Basketball. Oh, I'm so happy. I thought I was, I thought I was drinking more than Ty, and now I just realized we're on the same level. <laughs> it's beautiful. And so when Alice had turned into a puddle, 
she originally puddled without her clothes on. And then her sister was like, yo, you need to do it again, but focus on your clothes. You need to puddle your clothes as well. And then it's like, well, you can't just go through the floor. You need to actually go through the plumbing to get to the room. And Alice is like, the fuck? Like, at this point, it's like, that's a scary thing. It's like, you're asking me to turn to a puddle. What if I can't turn back again? You've already done it. You can do it again. Her sister is so pragmatic that at this point, it's like when Alice is stressed, like, this isn't just pre-traumatic stress syndrome or, or disorder. This is post. This has happened. But current, this is current stress disorder. Yes. Which is not a disorder. This is just called stress. Stress. <laughs> but Annie believes in her sister. For all the crap that she gives her, she believes her sister is capable. It's like, hey, this is what you got to do. And heaven happens. She does it. So as they're arriving, so Ray is being sent out to investigate the, the site, and he's able to sneak in. He gets under the fucking car of Vince and the hungry driver. Here's their plan, is able to come back and tell them what's going on. And so by the time they get there, Annie's like, all right, you need to get upstairs through the plumbing. Alex does that. And now they're being asked to like stick their hand through a, uh, a skating device. And Annie goes in, it's fine. Alex is freaking out, goes in. But before it happens, her stress ends up causing a telekinetic pulse, throwing the device on the floor and breaking it. So at that point, the hungry driver's like, oh, we got another one in the car. You have a fucking other scanning device in the car. And Alice, of course, is like, uh, not anymore. Like, squints her eyes, and the car goes back out of park to just drive, and it just starts going downhill. And that's how they escape. It works. It works. It it was fantastic. The best it was part, simple. The best part too is that uh Alex is technically the better scientist than Annie in the sense that to go back to like Annie's confidence and like you did it once, you'll do it again versus Alex's like what if I never go back is the perfect example of the doubt that scientists have to place in the sci- scientific method. Yeah. So the fact that Alex is a doubter in all of this makes her a fantastic scientist. But she also has it to where she's like, hey, I I will do what I fucking have to do. So she realizes she has telekinetic powers. And so she was like, I got to do something quick. They have another scanner. I want to remove the car from the situation. Yeah. I, and I think that further proves the point that I'm like, you know what? She's if she dedicates and like pushes herself. Yeah, I think she can be. Yeah, I think my I I tend to to uh, try to do theses here on this podcast. Okay, give me and your then thesis I just and, and, then, and then it just goes somewhere else. But if I can be concise, I'm saying her doubt makes her a good scientist. Now, speaking of doubt, I kind of doubted not so much doubted, but I was a little let down by the ending of this episode because like we were probably at night <laughs> because time. we were confused. Well, it's not just confused. So we're at the ending. And so Annie is like, "Look, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you told me about this. You're, you're a better scientist than I am. I am a worse scientist than you. But I'm glad we're doing this. Yes, she says that. She says that somewhere. And so, of course, Annie turns off the light, and Alex is like, "I'm just going to turn it off with my electrical powers now, which causes not only the house, but the entire like seven city blocks of just electrical outlets going crazy. And so not even just the outlets, 
Danielle in her fucking car is seeing lights going around in her car. And she goes, you may have eluded us today, but I will find you. And it was such a cheesy ending. I was like, ah, ah. I get it. You know, at this point in, 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 in time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you want to captivate your audience. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're going to find that, that cliffhanger. If we think about who we were at that time, I bet that I bet oh, that we, d- we didn't even fucking care. We were just like, "This is care. awesome." Yeah. So you know, what lens are we wearing? This is we true. always have to think about that as we do each episode. What lens are we wearing? The current lens. Well, how scientific do you want it to be, Ty? How much should we doubt? How much do we want kids to believe there's doubt? How much doubt do you doubt even exists? I doubted my very existence during that surgery. Yeah, when you got your dick cut off, (laughs) there's a good chance you doubted some stuff. But you know what? I'll never doubt. Welcome to Paradise Valley, a growing community outside Phoenix that is bustling with opportunities. Thanks to the Paradise Valley chemical plant, Ran by its prestigious CEO, Danielle Atron? We have amazing nature, nature, nature trails. Yeah, we have amazing nature trails. Starting at the Danielle Atron, 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 Atron Nature Park. We have state-of-the-art schools with Danielle Atron Elementary and Junior High and High Schools. Wow, cool. And don't forget to check out the Daniel Atron Museum of History and Science. So make your way to Paradise Valley and enjoy this rich and vibrant town. Paradise Valley. We totally are not owned by a CEO. The commercial break down the motherfucking whiskey loading breakdown. This shit just fades out. I said, I said, I said, this shit just fades. This second episode. Yes. No plugs unpulled here. No, no, no plugs. This, like I said, this one was less story driven and more character driven. More story, less character. No. So less story, more character. Less story. Okay, so you feel like there's some dynamics that got a little massaged as far as the characters within within the story, but the story itself yeah. didn't really move in. And I I kind of agree, it didn't really move in many forward directions. Yeah, this was very much a character story that that really kind of set the tone of who these people are, not just what position they're in. Right, we definitely got a lot of that sister dynamic. Yes. That was nice. We also got that... uh, Alex dynamic with the school like she's she's suddenly like I've always just been this 
hole in the wall, fly in the wall person in class that no one has any expectations because they're like, there's no way you're as smart as your sister. Sure. Especially with the, uh, the science, the science professor as a, as the vessel to hatred, not hatred, but you know what I mean? Like basically the, the old trope, like your older sibling is better than you you have big shoes to fill now now speaking of the sister we, we actually didn't mention this but this was one of the things that made me start to like like annie as a character so going back to episode one the pilot episode when vince and the hunky driver come over he's like hello sweetheart we're just trying to do this he goes sweetheart i don't fucking know you like immediately called her out and you were like this is years ahead of time but this was this was Fan, fucking tastic! Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the f- it wasn't the first moment where I I decided like Amy's fucking cool. Yeah, she was from the get go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, she was sassy, but it's kind of like almost like a sassy but still a bully. But then she's kind of like I won't take bullshit. Right. Yeah, and and she doesn't, and it was fucking rad. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, it's about time, and, and like. Here's the thing with these villains, like, we, <laughs> how much do we talk about this? Because, like, yeah, like, the villains in these shows tend to be, Ty, like, very one-dimensional villains. Like, they're just kind of, kind of dumb, dumb adult people who really have one thing they want, and that's about it. And I, I also, also, also... I don't know what that thing is that they want. I'm going to disagree with you here. Ooh, yes. So, in this episode, we really... Although I think people agree that agreement makes for best podcasts. Possibly, but also tension makes for great content. I disagree. I think (laughs) tension is tense. So, so, uh, we'll jump ahead. Uh, to the very end, in which case we see like Vince with the hungry driver still. They're like, all right, we're gonna go check out this other school. This is the school I went to. He goes, I went to that school, but I don't remember you. I just remember this Vinny guy who got picked on all the time. And the, and Vince like just glares at him like, shut the fuck up, because apparently he was a bully one. So I think this was also very character driven. Of he's not one note so much as. Because he was picked on, he's trying to be so serious because no one took him seriously before. I think that's a good observation there. I remember watching that part and and thinking, okay, there's something else to this guy. Yeah. So that's fair, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know I but guess. they also are really bad villains. I think that's the the main point I'm trying to get across is this like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but it's almost like they have to be because Alex isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. She is so, not the brightest crayon in the knife box. Yes. So in order for her to succeed, they have to be dumb. And so I... I, I can totally unagree, uh, agree. I can totally agree that they are not the sharpest tool in the shed in the crayon box. What is it with bad villains? 
in I, general. Like, in, in general, bad villains exist for one of two reasons. One, to throw you off the scent until the real big bad comes in. Or they have to be bad because any smart villain would be able to sniff out the heroine or hero in an instant. Like, if if they were competent, they wouldn't have used a guy who was lazy and hungry all the time. If they were competent, they would have had cameras to be able to, like, this was a person that nearly, like, that now is covered in this chemical. If they were competent, they wouldn't have had to, like, put this chemical through something in the back roads. They were doing something legal. They would have just been like, no, we can do everything above board. We just have to do it this way. If they were competent. But in order for the story to happen, they had to be incompetent. And I love that you call him Hungry, hungry Driver. I can't remember his name. I just We're know it's Hungry Driver. You know, we like to look stuff up. We do, but I don't want to look this up. Not today. He's just, he's the Hungry Driver. He's and the that's, Hungry Driver. That gives him so much more characterization than any name could. I agree. I kind of want to adopt it for myself. Because here's here's the thing, Ty. I, Tell me the thing. Oftentimes I'm driving and there are a lot of times in life I'm hungry. Yeah. Why am I not the hungry driver? Aren't we all the hungry driver at some point in our lives? I think so. Have you tapped into your hungry driverness? Are you tired of being satiated and standing still? It's not even that. Have you ever taken the time to take care of the hungry driver inside you? Well, that just sounds sweet. It just, it sounds nice. I like that. I do like that a lot. Yeah. Wait, have I taken the time to, Ty, I think you got to take over this podcast. I got, <laughs> I got some hungry driver shit to take care of. Well, while Sean is taking care of that, the, the, the story is not complex. So here's, here's the story. We'll, we'll get down onto the characterization, but the story itself is just, uh, Alex has a science class, and she has a science project that's due sooner than she thought, and now she's like, crap, I gotta do the science project in a day, and and so she's able to turn to her sister for help, but her sister's like, no, you gotta do this the right way, but Alex doesn't want to do it the right way, and she tries to cheat in the way that she's using her powers, but then when the science teacher's like, this is impressive, how did you make this happen, and Alex can't answer. She can't respond, and so suddenly she's like, well, if you can't answer, then obviously this is plagiarism. Obviously this is not your original work, so I'm going to flunk you. And you'll have a chance tomorrow, but other than that, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, he says basically, here's the thing, Alex Mack. You have until tomorrow to give me an explanation. Because here's the thing. I, I, I know you don't have access to AOL 4.0. You don't have access to... <laughs> 5.0, or whatever came after that, probably 6.0, you can't look up anything on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or your top eight on your MySpace profile will not give you access to any of this information. Therefore, I trust that, fuck it, tomorrow morning, come on by and and tell me that this science project isn't a hack. Yeah. And on top of that, we get some tension. So at this point, Danielle is like, I got to do something. So she ends up donating a bunch of microscopes to different schools in the sense of, hey, I'm giving you all this. Also, 
by the way, can you hire these two new people as janitors? Just doing a little quick favor. And so now Vince and Hungry Driver are now janitors at Alex's school. Hungry Driver. Can we call him HD? HD. Okay. High def. Yeah. Occasionally, maybe like 1080p. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Okay. For nomenclature purposes. All right. I like it. Hungry Driver. HD. I like it. Done. And so at this point, he wants to do a good job. He wants to be a good janitor. He honestly... He he does. Yeah, he does. He's like, wait, what does a janitor do? He and just Vince cleans is like, up dude, stuff? don't fucking worry about it. Okay, it well, then I'll clean up stuff. Yeah, he's he's ready to be the role that he was always meant to be. Yeah, which honestly, he could be in any role. He could be in any role. All he wants is just to, to, to be fed it. and do a job. Yeah, you That's give it. the man, you give the man a taco, he will clean the floor you give the man a sandwich he will clean the floor yeah you give the man a salad he will clean the floor maybe begrudgingly with the salad unless it's a good salad what's in the salad you know yeah it's hard to say it is hard to say but, but hd just wants to do the right thing hd i like that i'm gonna call him hd from now on HD. i like that yeah we'll so drive so at this point vince is like look you have been given an opportunity to redeem yourself that guy's like what what is she gonna do? Kill me? Like just fucking fire me if you're done. <laughs> well, <time>. and Vince <laughs> was like, I can't answer because either he knows he's got fucking nothing. Yeah, the the worst that she can do is fire his ass because he doesn't have the balls to kill someone. But but it was or, way more ominous than that. It, he wanted it to be ominous, but again, he was never taken seriously, so he doesn't know how yeah. to convey that. So this point they are now at the school and so when alex presents her project she actually takes her sister's old project which she doesn't know was a first grade project and she's in middle school of just these lights they're like hey these lights can turn on and he goes yeah that you should have been able to prove that in first grade she's oh yeah well what about this and she's able to use her powers and cause the lights to arc between each other which is super like amazing and fantastic he goes oh well, that's super cool how does that work she can't answer but when they do that, that is when Vince and HD are able to see, oh shit, Southern Crazy's going on, and now they want to investigate. So again, the teacher's like, all right, if you can't fucking prove how you did this, I'm flunking you. I'm, I'm giving you enough on this project. So Annie finally comes to the rescue, is trying to help her, is like, look, read the fucking book. See how you can understand the principles of this thing. And as they, they don't even like do this in her garage. They do this at the school. They break on school premises into the teacher's classroom to try and fix this. And that's when they notice that HD and Vince are actually roaming the hallways talking about how they're going to find this person. And so Annie does what she thinks is best. And she goes out, she goes, look, there was a guy and he was doing crazy things. He was glowing and he was shaking and he went that way. And they take her with them to go look. Now, you had said something while we were watching this. If you want to expound, how you're like, why would you talk about a glowing feature? Well, first of all, they Tell me, yes. these villains were talking very loudly. They they were talking loud enough to where they could pick up on this. Yeah, it was you know, very much that they like, were in the on. classroom. And they're like, ooh, someone's hold on here. One second, I hear them. Oh, there they are. And sure, there they are. And they they hear her well they don't hear her say it but because she says it but why would she say 
the exact symptoms, we'll call it, of her sister. That her sister's glowing. Like, why would she not make up something a little different? Because either she thinks that they know what symptoms to look for, and so she's trying to give them something like, oh, that's believable, we need to look. Or she's just trying to throw them off the trail. Either way. And also, I'll, I'll comment on this. In moments of crisis and trauma and uh, stories that are written for, for TV, <laughs> we don't often know how we're going to react. This is true. So that could be very true to realism there, right? Yeah. You just kind of say the, say the thing that comes to mind and then it, it happens. Yeah. You're thinking on the fly. And yeah. typically reality is what's on the mind when you're on the fly. Have you had a moment in life where that might be something like, like you, we fantasize about stuff. We're like, yeah, if someone said something like that to me, I would have, you know, done X, Y, Z. Oh, but my personal trauma, I'm very much, if someone confronts me, I'm like, what can I say to help you like calm the fuck down? I know. Right. Yeah. Like what? So it's, it's like, less I'm about gonna, like, I'm how actually, can I like manipulate yes. you and more so like, how can I just make this like nice? Good. That's one of the many things I love about you, Ty. Oh. But in those moments, have you had a moment like that? Where I was put on the spots? Um, yeah, I've, almost where you feel like that was put in jeopardy. Like you, you know how you would want to act in that moment in time. And maybe you did, but sometimes uh, stillness come, becomes like sometimes you become just kind of uh, numb for a sec or like uh, paralyzed rather. Yeah. For me, I, I typically turn to half truth slash lies where it's like I didn't want to be in trouble. Not in the sense that I'm like, I want to get away with this, but so much as that I, I don't want to put myself in the position where I feel like I am losing out on love or connection. And it took a lot of therapy for me to realize that I, I desperately craved validation growing up. And so, so just a real talk, guys, I apologize. Uh, I, I, I craved that validation. So I was trying to just say whatever they needed to hear in order to feel safe and protected that I wouldn't be abandoned. And so now it's very much like, I'm just going to fucking tell you the truth. And I hope you're chill. I hope you take it the way I'm trying to convey it. And if I convey it poorly, tell me and let me try and re-convey what I'm trying to say. But I'm no longer I'm trying to be like, this makes me uncomfortable because I'm afraid I'm going to be alone. What about you, Sean? No, that's a great answer. I th- I, th- I think the, the whole idea is that we tell ourselves uh, some sort of narrative of how we're going to respond in, in, in any situation. And you oh, don't... Oh, I, I have a different response then. Not, okay. Not, not... Well, yeah, because I... I, I it, and this, this comes from Alex Mack, right? Like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure... Right? <laughs> it's not just uh, we're drinking whiskey and we're drunk. Yes, <laughs> it is that. Um, but it's, it's just like how how we we uh think that we would react in a situation when in reality like when that situation happens this is how you react and 
it can be different for everybody. Like, yeah. Like, cause like in my imagination, like if I take the Ninja Turtles, I've always wanted to be Raphael. If I'm presented with a thing, I wanted to be that badass who just stands up like, I will fucking take you all on. But realistically, I'm Michelangelo. I want to be making jokes. I want to be trying to do anything to just make it a pleasant time so that no one wants to fight me. Well, I mean, same. I was always Michelangelo. And I think I think I wouldn't even be that brave. We're just party dudes <laughs> trying to make you happy so that we feel validated. Yeah. it's uh, You just don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Then the thing happens and you're like, oh, shit. I, I reacted in a completely different way than I thought I would have. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's uh it's fascinating. It is very fascinating. So like when Alex is confronted but even before her project, her teacher was like, Yeah, I remember your sister and the amazing project she did. She's so embarrassed that she starts glowing. So she ducks down like she's like tying her shoe or something because her face is just glowing. It was like rugrats. Yes. It was like Tommy hiding under the parents, like just completely yeah. trying to be feel safe yeah it was very much like i'm not okay right now i need to duck i need to pretend i just need to do something because right now you're a fucking asshole and like she actually has this daydream in the show where she's like hey i'm gonna show you this project like literally he talked about how his sister did this flotation magnetic presentation so she telekinetic does this she goes ah this is old news your sister did it better so then he goes oh did my sister ever do this and in her mind she is telekinetically making the teacher's bow tie spin like a propeller and send them flying out into the sky she is considering some murder just listen <laughs> if you sometimes in life you murder people and that's bad yes but sometimes in life you're alex mack and you consider murder and as long as ty narrates it everything's okay i think that's the the theme of the story okay good yeah all right we've reached a <laughs> a non-impassical uh pass through yeah Made sense in my mind. Yeah, it wow. totally made sense. Well, you know what? No, uh, we're real boys. <laughs> How's your whiskey going? Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying this cocktail so much. Me like, too. Me too. It's very good. The, the strawberry and lime just works so well together with that coconut cream. Agreed. 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 Well, we got a few more beats to to get to, to fucking pound through in this episode. Yeah, let's pound it out. We'll just pound it out together. Because, like, really. I would say the last act was the most engaging because you have Annie and Alex in the classroom. Of course, Annie is leading Vince and HD out. The teacher, for some fucking reasons, at the school trying to get back into his classroom. And Alex is like, oh, I'm going to freak the fuck out now. So she sends a chair to block the teacher from being able to come in. Good and move. Good move. But then kind there's of. still the window. So she takes a window in the door. So she takes a fucking poster, sends it there. And then you see her send four tacks, like rocket launch into to like stick it there. Like the just those tacks the were implications of what she could do with those powers. Terrify me. Well, it makes was... me want to be her friend. So she protects me. But it's also like, the, oh, my God. Oh my goodness, no wonder like they're wanting her to like show like, hey, this is what we can do. This is militaristic some 
bullshit right here. Yeah, any anytime you have someone who has telekinesis, but who can do it efficiently, mm-hmm. this was efficient telekinesis. This was efficient. Yeah, those those darts. I said darts. I meant tacks, but they were darts. Yeah, she she used them as fucking darts. They're little missiles. Yeah, but then she. St- the most impressive part was that she stopped them where they needed to stop. She sent them where they needed to go, and they hit the door just yeah. in order to stick. The I think a there. lot of superhero origins nowadays are like gonna they're gonna explore that superhero power, mm-hmm. and it's gonna take a minute to to really hone it. I mean, Spider Man is such a good example of like doesn't know how to use these powers. It takes so much trial and and failure to figure it out. They yeah. all should have went to Alex Mack and said, "Hey, you figured this out really quickly. Mm-hmm. Teach me your ways." Teach me. She, she. I feel like she would be a great teacher at Xavier School of, of gifted students. Yeah, because she doesn't want it. She's Jon Snow. Yeah, she doesn't want it, and she would be able to just. And there's be like, her sister, and you know nothing, Alex. Right? Mark. She'd be able to just say like, "Hey, I, I don't fucking know, but I just tried this, and this worked." Yeah. And people would be like, "She would oh, give shit. that realism Thank of you, you have you. to try, and sometimes you fail." Yeah. And that, that humility. Yes. That's a hard word to say after a podcast. <laughs> I'm that's not, not gonna... the podcast. It's a hard word to say after like three drinks. That's what I mean. <laughs> Ty, we don't record these podcasts without three drinks. Yeah. And, and what do you speaking want from of me? three, you have Annie, Vince, and HD coming in. And of course, Annie's like, oh, the teacher's here. The fuck? And teacher sees the janitor is like, hey, I can't get in my classroom. Can you let me in? I think someone's in there. And, of course, they're they're about to bust in. And I was like, all right, I got to move the chair. And then I got to melt. And she looks like a puddle. She puddles herself. That sounds wrong. She puddle forms herself. And, of course, HD is like, oh, I'll go get a mop. And then he tries to mop her up. But she keeps moving around. And he was like, ah, this is weird. Does make he makes no connection like this is some science bullshit. Just like, I'm just trying to do a good job. <laughs> he, doesn't, you guys, he doesn't make any connection that it's some you, you, you science bullshit. You told me to clean, like and I'm cleaning. And at this point, they finally leave, and Alex is like, hey, I can actually talk about this project now. I'm actually able to talk about why the lights do that. Because in the middle of all this, before they break in, she actually sees how the lights can arc between each other and provide electricity. So she's able to teach herself that. And then she's able to actually tell it in the class. And then he's like, all right, all right, you finally stepped up. This deserves an A. Good yeah. job. But now I expect all this from you. And she's like, oh, no. It was a good It was a good ending. It, it, it was. It, it was, was a, nice. It was a tropey ending, but it worked. It worked. Because suddenly she's like, no, they're expecting greatness from me. And But it was, it was a good character-building episode for Alex. Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of episodes now are you know you get the pilot and the second episode dropping at the same time (coughs) and this felt like that should be like that's yeah this could have gone together yeah it's nice i um i love the and i'm gonna put it in quotes but like science aspect to it i like that like you're you're average everyday person like like me like i could i could go through this science experiment on accident 
right? <laughs> this, this, the science thing happens to me, and now suddenly I have powers. Yeah. Um, I like that it's also rooted in realism. And yeah, like she's not some gifted person. Like she has other people that are smarter. No, or she stronger. has her flaws. Like she has her her own personal stuff going on. That she she sees herself as boring. Other yeah. people see her as boring, and, and it's not like she is this secret gemstone that's just waiting to like shine it's like no no she's she's having to do with what she's got but she's making it work and nickelodeon's almost always been about that yeah we've talked about the orange years we did and good documentary again if you haven't seen that episode uh, we covered the orange years. It's on Hulu. It was a documentary covering the golden years of Nickelodeon from the creation to just those golden years. Yeah. I just think about that, that, that one moment where we think about like, man, like life is really hard for a little kid. Yeah. And how much that really just stays on the forefront of every show we're talking about like if we wanted to we could think about that and then i think that's uh, actually why that show works so well because that's why every show works so well but yeah for sure this they, one, they, they yeah. didn't treat it like hey here's a gifted person who got powers it's no imagine you who isn't doing good in school suddenly had powers or like shit i can i could think about that i can imagine myself in this situation right right and there's the hope that i might actually figure things out holy shit yeah, but it's and, and like still it's hard. So we get to watch that journey. We don't know that maybe as a kid, but we don't think it, but it sticks with us. And it works so well and I man, it just makes me so happy to kind of rediscover this stuff with you. For sure. Yeah, even though you may have you know, your they whatever they did to your penis. <laughs> I, I I enjoy talking to you. Well, I always enjoy talking to you. And if you guys loved Alex Mack, absolutely try watching it again. Uh, we tried watching it on Daily Motion because it was free, but absolutely worth it checking out the show again. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I, uh, I want to finish the show. Yeah. If you guys want us to keep talking about it, let us know because we want to. Yeah, there's there's uh one thing we talked about too was like how many how many shows do you remember um, finishing? Like you know we we watched a lot of shows as as kids and didn't necessarily know when they ended. If I'm being yeah. honest with you, like they just they ended past when we stopped watching them. I I don't know. Yeah, this this I'm makes to, me I'm wonder learning about my 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 childhood a lot, especially because of how serialized it is or feels. I definitely want to watch from start to finish. Yeah, what are we doing next? What's next after this? Ooh, well, we got some guests in the works. So we're trying to work through. Um, I don't know what episode we're going to do next, but what I will tell you is that we have you can't do that on television coming up. Uh, we have again Daniel Kemp with Fear Before or Beer Before Fear. Uh, so we'll do a Are You Afraid of the Dark? We also have the lovely ladies at the Yay Dude, the Hey Dude Rewatch podcast. So we'll be covering that. 
Uh, and then, of course, we're going to bring back our favorite psychologist to go over the psychology of Prince Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm so excited about that. I'm one, so stoked for that. So if you got any recommendations, talk to us, leave us a review, give us at least a three star. But if you like us, give us a five star. Whatever you're feeling. Yeah. You know, you know what else goes further than five stars, Ty? Tell me. Six stars. Is that possible? I wish it. I, I want it to be. And yeah. I feel like if we believe it, it can happen. This is why I'm not in charge of the marketing department. <laughs> I can't be. <laughs> well, my friend, it. We we had to reschedule them, some things. We did, yes. But this worked out delightfully. Absolutely. Yeah. So, regardless of having a penis or not, you well, have been an absolute delight. It's been a delight. We also had a special guest here tonight in the form of, of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that for one second? <laughs> Who was in this other? Well, not this one. So, uh, of course, our side piece has always been Henry McKenna, but Sean was letting us enjoy a lovely glass of of uh, Jefferson's Ocean, which, if you've ever had, is fantastic. It is a bourbon that is actually aged. Like They do their aging, but then they actually do extra aging over, like, in a boat in the ocean. So you get a lot of, like, salty salinity to it that is just fan-fucking-tastic. I hope that that you can try that sometime. Like, it it's not a very rare thing to buy at the store. No, it's not. It's on the little price you're in, but it's not. Like, it's, it's definitely worth it. And what we have failed to let you know is that we have been taking bits of each bottle we have and are adding it to a random bottle. Like, it's we're basically making a infinity bottle. Where anything left over, we are putting into this so that we can take the end of our season and try all the whiskeys blended together to see what we get. Right. So the very last side piece or cocktail we haven't decided yet of this season will be from that Infinity Bottle. So it will contain anywhere from 10 to 15 different, I would say, whiskeys. Maybe more? I I mean... If you would wager more. Because we're doing 10 episodes, so it's yeah. no more than 10 whiskey. It will tie, tie, my sweet man. You're assuming we don't drink in between these, in betwixt. Oh, fair I enough. I apologize. Touche. Touche. These episodes. We have no idea. We, we don't know. No we do not know. But we have missed you guys. Yeah. We are back. We are so excited to just hang out with you guys with this party. Yeah, we have, uh, we have some fun stuff in the works, and we're very excited to be here and to do this. And tonight, it's a nighttime thing so it's gonna be like a bottoms up and then you know heads on the pillow situation (laughs) but uh but we'll be back uh, next week with some fun shit absolutely so to that my friend bottoms up Oh my goodness, that was fucking delish. Yeah, you can go fuck yourself because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chug this Jefferson's Ocean. Oh, you got Jefferson's Oceans again? Accident.